Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Tuesday, June 22nd. Happy Travel Tuesday, everyone. Coming up on the show today, as we always do, we'll talk what's trending in the travel industry, including some big destination news and insight into the hotel industry with today's guests. But before we welcome today's guests, one thing to note, it is officially summer now, a time of year that oftentimes just flies by way too fast. So my question to you is, what are you doing now to make the most of this summer? Do what you got to do to keep moving forward and getting better every day. And let me know what your summer travel plans are, folks. Drop me an email at podcast at travelpulse.com. If you're a regular listener and you haven't left a review yet, I would love to hear from you. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Google, all that good stuff. And now joining me on the show today is Julius Robinson, Chief Sales and Marketing Officer with Marriott. Welcome to the show, Julius. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Eric, first of all, thanks so much for having me. Really glad to be with you and your audience today. Uh, Like you said, been with Marriott uh, for just over 25 years. Uh, Lots of roles in the company. You know, I started out um, taking reservation calls over the phone uh, while in college with Marriott. And uh, here I sit uh, nearly 28 years later uh, as chief sales and marketing officer. So it's great to be here. Great to be with you and uh, excited for the conversation today. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to talk a lot of good stuff on travel. Uh, Julius and I will discuss the current state of the hotel industry in a bit. But first, as we do for every show, in case this is your first time listening, let's dive into what's been trending in the world of travel in the last week. And we begin with some destination news, uh, some great news out of Europe. The European Union is officially dropping travel restrictions for U.S. tourists. The U.S. is now on their safe list for travel. Uh, Germany is going to be opening up to vaccinated tourists on June 25th, and Italy also just updated um, its entry requirements for vaccinated travelers. You can check out more of that information on TravelPulse.com. So exciting news for travel to Europe. Um, Julius, do do you think that many Americans will actually visit Europe this summer, or will they wait it out a bit? What What are you thinking? Eric, I think it's a great question. I I think that there is, uh, as you know, and as your listeners know, so much pinned up demand for folks to go out and travel. I mean, within a week or two of getting a vaccine, Americans are out and they're looking for a place to go after being cooped up for so long. So I I do think there might be some interest in traveling abroad. We've certainly seen uh, quite a bit of demand for inbound, you know, U.S. travel. Um, And then our Americans are traveling across the country and enjoying some of the great destinations. But I think you'll see a little bit of uh, of international travel. I really do. Yeah, there's a lot of pent up demand as we've as the industry has long been discussing. And we're seeing, you know, some some more numbers hit the um, airlines and and TSA screening passengers and everything, which we'll touch on in a bit when we get over to airline news. But yeah, more more routes are being added to for uh, transatlantic travel. So uh, Delta just added a um, fly ready app so if you can get your uh, all your covid tests and vaccination information all on that so a lot of exciting things for, for europe i do think that there will be some uh, i don't know how big it'll be from the early go um maybe towards the um winter months you might see a bit more of you know some christmas market holiday time stuff when people get a little bit more time off of work at the end of the year but it'll certainly be an interesting thing to follow uh, throughout the year obviously every country is going to handle things differently just as we've seen you know the, the caribbean um do last year when they first reopened kind of the first region to really reopen um so yeah that's exciting news for europe and now we just kind of wait for uh, asia to join in as well we know um, thailand is targeting um, october 1st for a full reopening there too so so very exciting stuff um, out of Europe. If uh, to, my, to my travel advisor listeners out there, podcast at travelpulse.com, drop me an email. Let me know if you're what you're hearing from your clients about um, interest in Europe. I'd love to get your feedback there. So 
elsewhere uh, in the U.S. here, the um, United States announced another extension of land border closures with Canada and Mexico, which is now through July 21st. Although it does seem like Canada is easing up a bit. Um, you don't have to quarantine upon arrival there if, you, if you're able to get in right now. It's not open to essential travel at the moment, but hopefully, you know, later this summer we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, time will tell on that one. They're a bit delayed um, compared to other destinations around the world, but they're, they're playing it safe on, on their eyes. In, uh, we also just had some recent research, a new study come out from um, AA Travel said that 47.7 million Americans are expected to travel for the 4th of July holiday. Uh, that's an increase of nearly 40% compared to last year's Independence Day travel numbers. So, Julius, are you surprised by this at all? Uh, you know what? I'm not surprised by it. Um, you know, to, to your first point, Eric, we, we are extremely excited about the vaccination numbers that we've seen coming out of Canada. I mean, they are really focused on vaccinating as many Canadians as possible. And I think that trend will continue, uh, which is why we're starting to see those borders uh, get much more flexible. Uh, and then on the AAA data, I mean, like we said, you know, people want to get out and they want to travel. And every single holiday this year, we've seen a steady increase in demand. And so we certainly expect uh, 4th of July to be better than all the previous ones. And who knows, maybe uh, Labor Day will be even better. So I agree. I think it's good news. Yeah, absolutely. I, I predicted that we would have the 2 million uh, passenger mark over in the, what TSA would screen by Memorial Day. It ended up being like a, a week and a half after. And now, you know, for 4th of July, it could be reaching some of those 2019 level numbers. Maybe 2.5 million could be interesting. I don't know if it'll be actually be that. It's a lot of forecast um, and all these studies for projections for travel numbers are gearing more towards road trips. About like 90, I think that the AAA story said that about 90% of travelers that they surveyed are going to be actually hitting the road and doing road trips yeah. for their 4th of July travel, which, you know, is, is pretty understandable. It's kind of similar to what those that actually did travel last summer, most of it was all road trips. So we're still seeing a lot of road trips like we saw spring break time. Still going to be happening this summer as more and more people are being open to flying, but still a lot of people gearing towards the road. So make sure you head out early if you are planning to hit the road at all this holiday, uh, coming holiday weekend. So over in cruise news, Royal Caribbean's first test cruise is now underway. Around 600 employee volunteers were on board the trial cruises uh, as it left Miami. So I'm very intrigued to see how that all turns out. They did update their website, Royal Caribbean, that is, uh, saying that unvaccinated cruisers will face more fees and have limited options. So if you're unvaccinated and you do want to cruise, um, it's not mandatory with Royal Caribbean. Uh, they, you, you are going to have to pay for a COVID-19 test to board the ship. And there will also be venues and events restricted to vaccinated guests only. So the cruise experience can be a little bit different if you are um, unvaccinated. All this news is on the heels of the of last Friday, where a federal judge sided with the state of Florida's lawsuit against the CDC, saying that the government agency likely exceeded its authority by issuing, issuing a conditional sailing order, preventing cruise lines from sailing from Florida ports. The judge wrote that the CDC has until July 2nd to propose new guidelines, both permitting cruise ships to sail timely while remaining within the CDC's authority. So quite a dilemma going on in the cruise industry. It'll be certainly interesting to see what the CDC comes back with uh, by July 2nd. Julius, I know you got more experience in the hotel side of things, but have, have you cruised before? What are your thoughts on, on cruising and their whole situation right now? Yeah, you know, uh, cruising is certainly not my expertise by any stretch, but I have done a few cruises in my in my day. Um, but, you know, Eric, I, I would just say this, I, you know, the um, the entire industry has come together, 
you know, during COVID and now post COVID to really get people back to travel. And I think from an industry partner perspective, the cruise lines are following many of the same protocols that we are and feel good about their business moving forward. And so, you know, we support as much um, travel overall as we possibly can, because it's good for the industry and it's good for people to get out and travel. So I'm supportive of a thousand percent of what they're trying to do. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they need to get back out there and get people back to, to work. So these people without jobs can finally start to earn some income there. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, stay tuned, you know, to travelpulse.com and then we'll potentially touch on it um, on the podcast next week. If the CDC has introduced anything, although they haven't told July 2nd and the way things have gone on previous times when they had a certain deadline day, it, it came on that last day. Uh, July 2nd is a Friday right before the holiday weekend. So I'm fully expecting the news dump to be on July 2nd also because I'm not working that day and big news seems to happen whenever I'm not working. This is how it is sometimes, you know, crazy stuff happens right. when you take it just off, right? happens that way. That's right? right. Yeah. So we'll, 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 we'll see what happens there and uh, it's going to be intriguing, no doubt. Be sure to drop me an email if you have any feedback on the latest cruise situation. Uh, over in air travel news, I did tease this a little bit, but TSA set a new uh, pandemic era record. They screened 2.1 million passengers for the first time since March 2020. Uh, any predictions for July 4th or Labor Day, uh, drop me an email. I'd love to get your thoughts there. I do think we could hit 2.5 for sure Labor Day weekend, but um, July 4th will be certainly interesting. We're, we're, we're trending up there. And, but all this resurgence of travel is catching some airlines shorthanded, though, as American Airlines had to cancel hundreds of flights because it doesn't have enough onboard crew to cater to passengers, nor does it have enough maintenance personnel to take care of the planes. And United CEO said the industry could be headed for a pilot shortage. The TSA earlier this month said that they were expecting a staffing shortage of at 131 airports over the summer. So they were trying to hire about 6,000 more uh, workers. They're, they're about halfway there at um, beginning of this month is where they were looking. And they decided to put an incentive out there to offer employees in a thousand dollar sign up bonus um, to hire more people. So a lot of uh, industry staffing there. Um, Julius, I'm curious your thoughts on the airline industry staffing. Are you, are you surprised that they're struggling here after being bailed out during the pandemic? Uh, it's a great question. Uh, you know, I, I would simply say this. Um, during the during the time that, that we all shut down, it was very clear and evident that we needed to do so. And everybody sort of moved in unison at the same time. And I think what's tough now is that we're all opening up, but we're opening up at different times, different states, different levels of vaccination. Um, and so it's very staggered. And so while in retrospect, it seemed very easy to shut things down, it's much harder to get things back up and running. And so I, I can empathize with what our airline partners are going through. And, um, you know, I just wish them the best in terms of getting people back to work and being able to service their guests the way they plan to. Likewise. So if you know people out there looking for work, uh, potentially hit up the TSA, you know, you could get a thousand dollar sign up bonus and uh, also, you know, perks that come with working with the TSA and working at the airport and, you know, potential uh, discounts on flights and everybody. People love that. I know that for sure. So that's right. So that pretty much wraps up what was trending in travel in the last week. Any additional thoughts? Drop me an email podcast at travelpulse.com. Now I want to dive into the theme of this week's show. We've got Julius and his expertise here in the hotel industry. Uh, so Julius, how do you think the hotel industry as a whole responded to the pandemic over the last year? And what would you say you've learned the most? You know, I think the industry came together, um, which is fan which has been fantastic, right? Uh, clearly, this hasn't been our first uh, situation. While it's been the worst, um, situations like 9-11 and the Great Recession have also 
cause moments where our industry has come together, but to really um, deal with the depth of what we've gone through. Um, I feel like our industry has come together as one to, to a talk about first off the, the things that we were doing across the industry to make it safe for people who had to travel. And then now uh, providing some guidance on what it looks like for the industry to come together to promote travel into the future. Uh, so we've been working independently also with our, with our industry collaborators to really come up with messaging and themes that resonate for this audience. And so we're, I, I do feel good about what the industry has been able to do. Um, I think from my perspective, uh, this is something that we've never seen before. Um, this was uh, two to three times more dramatic than uh, what we saw even after 9-11 for, for this industry. Um, and so there are a lot of learning moments in that. But I think for companies like ours and for many of our uh, colleagues around the industry, it really spoke to the resolve of the company's culture, uh, how we were dealing with people and situations around our associates. Um, what do we need to do immediately to give guests some confidence that they could travel when they needed to? Uh, and then keeping them informed of everything that was going on and all the differences in the regulations that were necessary. Um, so I, I felt good that the test of the metal of the industry and what it means to be in hospitality really shone through during this very difficult time. Yeah, things were very hard in, in the early going. Shutting down obviously was not easy, as you said before, with other industries and particularly hotels too, is very challenging. So just your current thoughts on the overall state of the hotel industry now, now that we've kind of you know surpassed a bit of the shutdown and we're pushing forward to recovery and the rebound and reopenings. Um, how long do you think it will take the industry to fully rebound? And what are some of the biggest challenges for hotels out there right now? Wow, that's a million dollar question, Eric. Um, here's what I'd say. I'd say that um, we are already encouraged, right? I think many of us would tell you that we are um, surprised by the uh, sudden demand increases that we saw. We knew the industry would start to come back and we knew we'd see it this year. But I think it surprised everybody how quickly things started to come back. And in some segments of our business, uh, the business has already reached 2019 levels. You know, when you think about um, our leisure business, especially, and how customers are looking for vacation travel and family travel and multi-generational travel, all those things give us real good signs. As for the rest of the industry, we still have some challenges from a hotel perspective, right? Um, our, our groups and meetings while we are coming back and we've launched initiatives like Connect with Confidence to give customers a sense of what the program looks like for them to come back and have a effective meetings, that's still going to take some time. Uh, and then our, as we talk to customers on the business travel side, um, they are testing the waters. They're getting out there today, but, but we hear by and large that there won't be anything of scale probably until the end of third quarter, beginning of fourth quarter of this year from a BT travel perspective. Um, but it has been encouraging as we've talked to some accounts who have now lifted you know, some of those essential travel only restrictions. And they're letting their people get out, reconnect with customers, reconnect with uh, clients and suppliers and, and do the business of business, uh, which requires travel, as we all know. Definitely. Yeah. Business travel is, is an interesting um, aspect of the industry right now. Do you think there will be a lot more meetings coming up um, in person during the end of the year? Or you think that, you know, kind of the Zoom aspect of stuff has really um, shifted that. And obviously Europe reopening too is kind of exciting for that realm as well, right? For sure. You know, the feedback that we get is that um, we will see, um, again, some semblance of a return uh, from a meetings perspective. We, we don't think long haul 
that uh, the meeting industry will be damaged in any way by this. We do think it will take some time to fully recover. Um, but I'm not sure about you, Eric. I'm, I'm personally, I'm tired of Zoom calls and camera calls and all those sorts of things. Uh, while they're great ways to communicate and they have their place and they'll never get replaced, they'll always have a place. Um, our customers tell us there's nothing like face-to-face conversations, rekindling those relationships, getting back to the basics, um, and having the emotional connection that we've all lost over the past year and a half. So, you know, generally speaking, I'm very optimistic about uh, where the travel trends will go. Um, not certain exactly when things will get back to what we call uh, the, the normal, but um, I think it'll be sooner than many people think. A hundred percent. Yeah, the face-to-face meetings are completely different compared to the, the, the camera stuff. So I was at the uh, World Travel and Tourism Council's Global Summit in uh, Cancun at the end of April. And you know, it was a bit different as everything was still masked up and just the whole protocols and everything. But it was still good to be in, in person with people and reconnect and, and network too. It's, it's a very important thing in the travel industry to be able to do that face-to-face. So we've, we talk That's about, right. Yeah. We talk about, you know, the pent-up demand a little bit and, you know, ex- things are exceeding expectations or happen for uh, hotels around the world, which is great. So how busy do you think this summer travel season will be for, for hotels and how is Marriott preparing for it? Sure. Our hotels are busy. Uh, they're busy now. Uh, we anticipate one of the busiest summer uh, seasons that we've had across the industry, but especially for us in our hotels. Uh, we're fortunate from a distribution standpoint to have some great resorts uh, in, des- in destination locations, which is very helpful and, and are places where people are drawn to. But I think there's so much demand out there and, and families of all types of uh, demographics, all types of, of income scales are all looking to travel. Um, and so you, as an example, you talked about some of the folks who are hitting the road this year. So while while they're all looking for some sort of a destination, they may not be staying actually in the destination. And there's lots of hotels along the way from a road trip perspective. And um, not, I don't know about you, but some of my fondest memories of traveling with my family on vacation as a kid was uh, the journey to get there in the car as much as it was actually arriving to get there, right? And so we're excited and we're giving our hotel, our hotels are giving our customers unique opportunities along those road trips uh, to find new experiences and to make their stay over important, even if they're not staying long-term. So um, we do see the summer season is very busy. The other thing that we've seen is that um, customers are telling us more and more, even when they're coming to meetings or for business, they're, they're looking to do a little pre and a little post to the event, right? So typically they are um, staying an extra couple of days, maybe bringing the family with them to do a little bit of leisure, as you will, um, mixing business and leisure. So we're seeing some of that. Uh, And I think the last thing I would say from that perspective is, you know, as as families start to think about uh, the fall, um, travel still seems to be something that people will seek to do. I know that um, their childcare issues and, and kids going back to school is extraordinarily important. Um, but this new sense of flexibility allows people and their families to do multiple things. And so I'm optimistic that the summer travel season will actually spill out a few weeks into the fall uh, before it's said and done. That would be great for the travel industry. I mean, we've, we've seen that so many people can adapt on the fly and work from home or work from anywhere as long as you've got that, you know, powerful internet going. So uh, that leisure right. is, is definitely a trending area. And I, I think we'll continue to see more and more of that um, over the years too. Even just when we get past this pandemic and into 2022 and 23, I think you it just kind of shifts the mindset of a, of, of a lot of travelers out there, especially frequent travelers too, uh, that maybe want to bring their family 
with them uh, on some sort of uh, business related trip to to attach some leisure to it as well. So that's right. With yep. completely agree with Marion. Obviously, we've got some new and exciting uh, upcoming hotels and projects in the works. So, just wanted to ask you any updates on that that uh, travelers should be aware of. Well, a few things. I mean, like like I said, uh, it's important to note that all of our hotels have spent a tremendous amount of time um, working through the protocols to welcome customers back. Uh, you've seen across the industry some of the protocols that have been changed around mask wearing. Uh, and so we're providing uh, information to our customers before they arrive. Um, with the pandemic, the technology infrastructure that we've built, you know, the things like mobile check-in that, you know, some people used in, in the past. Now, post-pandemic, many more people are using mobile check-in as vehicles or using our mobile app to reach out to the hotel for different services and things like that. So our hotels are very much prepared to handle um, this new resurgence of customers. And we're not just preparing for leisure travelers, but we're also making uh, preparations for meeting travelers as well as business travelers when they return. We'll be ready for them. Uh, to answer your question, uh, we've got a few exciting things going on. I mean, one of the things personally for me that's exciting is to see you know, the, the resort markets and the destination markets and the national parks, they, they started to come back very early. And we were always a little worried about major metropolitan areas and would they come back sooner. Uh, but it's so exciting to see what's going on in New York City. Uh, I saw on, on the news the first concert, 20,000 people live. I mean, there's a sense from my colleagues up there that New York City is coming back and coming back in a major way. So we're excited about that. We just spent uh, quite a bit of money renovating a few hotels up there. One to note is our, our flagship New York Marriott Marquis has a wonderful new lobby experience that uh, all, all customers should check out in addition to the guest rooms. And so we, we've got some renovated hotels in New York City and D.C. Uh, we, we also have uh, on the West Coast uh, a few new hotels that we've started working on from a re-emergence perspective and haven't really had a chance to show the world what they look like. They're hotels like our Sheraton brand, uh, Sheraton Phoenix is a fantastic hotel, our Sheraton downtown Denver. Um, we spent a lot of time and energy in redeveloping the Sheraton brand prior to the pandemic. We're so excited now to give guests a sense of what the new world of Sheraton looks like, and Phoenix and, and downtown uh, Denver do just that. Uh, but opening this summer, we've got a W Hotel in Nashville. We've got a W up in Toronto, Canada um, that we're excited about. Um, the other thing I would mention is our St. Regis Hotel in Chicago. Uh, is going to be welcoming guests here very soon. Uh, and then our Gaylord portfolio has really developed this summer of more concept where we're giving travelers a great sense of what Gaylord has to offer, not just in the meetings experience, but in the leisure family pool destination experience as well. So we've got a lot, Eric, on, on the plate this summer, and we're excited to welcome guests back. Wonderful. Yeah. A lot of new and exciting stuff coming up. Um, I am based in Georgia, so I'm not too far from Nashville, just a few hour drive. So my wife was actually talking about uh, all a bunch of regional places around us that we really need to just weekend getaway road trip to. And Nashville was one of the ones she mentioned. So I'm going to have to uh, check out that W when that opens up. That's, that's exciting. Please check it out. We'd be excited to uh, host you and to hear your feedback as well. For sure. Yeah. So that, that's a really exciting stuff for Marriott. A lot of new stuff coming out. Definitely recommend people check out the Marriott website and, and different brands that they have to um, see what, what's new and exciting. So uh, just final question here to you, Julie. So what to, to our travel advisor listeners, what would be your advice to them on selling hotels and uh, resorts like during these times? People want to understand the experience before they arrive. 
And um, I think the last few months, we've all just been through so much with different uh, localization laws, rules, protocols, changes. Um, so if our travel advisors, uh, who are great partners to us, if they could just make sure customers understand what's happening in the location where they're traveling. We've got, we've got some pretty clear guidelines on our website and on the app for customers who are checking into our hotels. But what is the city? What, what's going on in the city? What's the environment? What are the protocols? How should people engage? What cool restaurants are open versus ones that ha- haven't quite opened yet? So I think our travel advisors um, just need to provide a picture for the customer of what they should expect uh, before they arrive into the hotel. That would be extraordinarily helpful. Um, the other thing that I would just um, quickly say is that, you know, folks haven't been on the road in a while. And so there's some basic needs and protocols around just traveling, right, that people uh, have forgotten. I, I can imagine how many um, uh, toothpaste kits are being purchased in, in hotel lobbies and in airports because, you know, it's been a while since we've all been out and we just got to get used to our routines again. Uh, and so anything that those travel advisors can do, and our hotels are certainly willing to help them to provide that kind of information to travelers as they begin their journey, uh, that I think would be the biggest uh, and most important thing they can do. But we're so excited to have people back. It feels good. Again, we're not out of the woods by any stretch in the hotel or the lot, the lodging industry or the overall hospitality industry. Um, but we're so excited. Our, our associates are coming back to work. They're jazzed to be able to take care of customers. And we just look forward to uh, this continuing. Definitely. Touch wood. Yes, the, re- the rebound is on the way, so love to hear it. I think that's great advice, too, for, for the advisors out there. Um, let us uh, let our listeners know how they can get in touch with you or Marriott where they need to check things out. Well, certainly. I mean, uh, Marriott.com is always available. We also have uh, our travel industry advisor program. Um, so I welcome our uh, travel advisors to, to be a part of that program, to hear more about what's happening from a travel perspective um, daily, weekly, monthly, you know, for our hotel excellence uh, advisors, we give them all types of opportunities. We also have our uh, Luminous and Stars program that helps support our luxury and resort properties. So there are many ways to communicate uh, with us, and we're excited to be able to uh, to share new things as they happen. Awesome. Thank you so much, Julius, for joining me. I really appreciate it. Eric, it's been a pleasure. I look forward to having you in the hotels, and uh, it's a great time for the industry. What an exciting time to be part of this industry. Thanks again for having me. Thanks again, Julius. Appreciate you coming on today. Had a great time talking all things hotel industry and travel with you. So if you'd like to be on the show in the future, drop me an email. You know the address there. I've said it a few times on the show already. So let me know what you're all about, what you specialize in, and what you think you can bring to the table, and we'll see if we can make something work. So Thanks again for listening, everyone, and have a great week. 